Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. We're back after a sabbatical. Gone reports, for what, three, four months? Reports of our death have been overstated. Yeah. I've seen the, I've seen the tweets. I've seen the comments. I've seen the likes of the tweets of the comments. <laughs> See the sneaky likes? I've seen the sneaky likes. I, if you're listening, I know who you are. And I hope yeah. you enjoy this podcast. But in all seriousness, I mean, a lot of it's been on, on, on me and we've been going through a bunch of things. It's been both of us, really. Gabe's yeah. making a website. I'm moving. Uh, I'm writing more than ever. Gabe's started a new job in the last few months. There's a kids, lot going kids, on here. Kids more than ever. Um, yeah, that's that's always something, too. I don't I, I have a cat who's at 5 a.m. wake me up. So that's that sometimes you it know, feels it like takes, a, another kid. It happens sometimes. But we're here. That's all that matters. That's all that matters yeah. is we're here now. Uh, ready to talk about everything that's going on in in and outside uh, the Watterson Expressway and Junior Cider. So, uh, Chris, what you know? What's been on your mind? What's been, what's on, been mind? on your mind outside of Louisville sports? That's, what is something that you've loved to want to rant about, but you haven't been able to rant about because you haven't had a podcast to rant about? <laughs> um. I think right now it's, uh, I, I was in New York last weekend for a little trip and I'm still like tired as hell. I was like, I walked for like 50 miles and it was a great vacation. My wife and I went by ourselves. We had a fantastic time. We have great stories, uh, sort of got like phased out of a bar, a very nice cocktail bar. Like the major was like, Hey, are you like ready to leave? And that's a long story. But um, I hear one of those stories every time someone goes to New York, <laughs> a, a bar co-owned by uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Ted Lasso himself. Uh, I will, I will add, but that's neither nice. here nor there. Um, I, I, and I'll even ask you this, Chris, you know, what, what type of vacation guy are you? Are you full or on the, on the, like totally relaxed. I don't want to do anything or I want to get up and go at all times. I want everything to be planned. I don't want to sit down and have any time to think. Where are you on that scale? I'm a weird person to ask because my lifestyle has been weird over the last few years where I've traveled and had these travel jobs and work. Exactly. And it's kind of felt, they've kind of felt synonymous. Um, so, you know, before all of that, it was definitely like, I want to explore and see all this stuff and I don't want any plans. And, you know, I, I want all this excitement, but now I, I have this overwhelming desire to just sit on a beach and drink beer for 12 hours straight and do nothing and sound like a, a true Louis villain um, <laughs> when I say that for sure. But after you, after you do something like what you've done in, in New York, or even if you do it to a different capacity, you go like hiking a bunch or, or something like that. Like I did, mm-hmm. that's the way you feel. And yeah, I'm going to Orlando to watch a Chelsea preseason game. And that's going to be a, like a quasi vacation in itself. And I'm going to sit on a beach and I'm going to do nothing. And I'm, looking forward to it just as much as I've looked forward to going to Alaska, which I actually never did because of COVID, but I'm putting Orlando, Florida in the same vein of seeing Alaska, because that's, that's the way I, I am desiring this so much just to have no thoughts. And um, yeah, I respect that. I respect that. I'm, I'm, I'm like both like, I like a good like day of just like sitting on the beach, but I don't think I could do that for like seven days straight. Like, you know, the last time mm-hmm. I did like that long kind of vacation. So it was like a family thing, but you know, when my wife and I went on our honeymoon, it was just like, you know, we did a lot of that and that was great, but definitely like filling it with, you know, things, adventures and excursions. If you can do that, 
is my vibe, but New York was fun. We didn't like plan a ton of things, but, it, but just the, the process and you've been, you know, getting places is work. Like, yeah, it's funny. Getting, the Belmont this weekend, the last time I was there was a year ago to this week. Exactly. So, so it's like yeah. getting, getting there, it, getting to a different neighborhood. If it's more than like one or two neighborhoods away is like work It's hard work. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I always respect the folks, you know, who, 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 are, are good with the hustle and bustle at all times. Um, but man, it's, I was like, ah, I, I need a vacation from this vacation almost. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for two or three years. So I know how you feel. Um, I'm looking forward to that for sure. But what, what about you, Chris, what do you, what, what's been, what's the non Louisville thing that you're ready to just like talk my ear off on? Draymond podcast discussion. Um, I've watched on. like a combined 40, like, no, like 30 minutes of the NBA finals, mostly because I was in New York slash been busy. That's fine. It, it, it's really completely unrelated to the NBA finals. It's Warriors fans online that are stupid mad over Draymond recording a podcast after a loss. Like it's affecting his game on the floor. Like he's the reason why he stinks on the floor. Like it's like the whole, like you're on that too, you're on that phone too much. Like it, it, it's so funny to me that, fans you know they always want access and all this stuff and if you listen to the draymond podcast i think it's pretty interesting yeah. um because the dude's like recording a podcast after a lot whether what, whatever you think about the nba or his feelings that are related it's it's great i think it's interesting but they really just want these dudes just to like sit and do nothing after a loss and not have anything like and it's really really funny to me like I'm miserable because you lost this game. So you need to be miserable for 48 hours or 72 hours. They're taking all these damn breaks between the games. So I don't know how long it is now, but you should be miserable for that entirety yeah. until you get back on the floor and win again. And I, it's been, it's been making me mad online. I want to like start arguing with, with Warriors fans that I've never met before or interacted with on Twitter and just be like, you're dumb as shit. It was like super funny to me that, I remember when when Louisville went to um, yeah the Final Four, and a bunch of you know they lost to Kentucky, of course, which you know I think every Louisville fan you know expected you know hoped for different, but the entire team was on on Bourbon Street, Shane Behan and Russ Smith, Peyton Ziva, all of them on Bourbon Street hanging out, and I remember I just remember very vividly like one guy's like why aren't they like mad in their hotel room. Right now? <laughs> It's like dog, we were like a 10 seed. Or You're like 20 years out in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do, my guy? Like, I'm just gonna sit and be upset. Nah, dog, you going out. You you going out tonight. Um, and we we you know, we we were out, we were out late, and uh it was fun. And um I, I there is definitely like a misery loves company, you know, just just part of it, but uh it goes it, it goes like hand in hand with like, if you want the players to like have like, you know, quote unquote freedom of movement and like want to be able to like demand trades or stuff like that, like that's got to stretch down to, you gotta let the players like not be you guy who's like lived in San Francisco for 40 years and like eats, lives, breathes warriors, you know, like no, like, yes, I, I have been fan that a loss has ruined my day. I've been that more than I'd like to admit. Um, sure. But you just and can't, still, you still, can't expect it. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be that way. But you you channeling that on, on players to me is just funny. And I mean, it's not this great, nuanced, amazing take, but it's just another thing that Twitter really highlights more and more. And even though you see it so much, 
uh, three or four years we've, we've been exposed to it. I feel like it, yeah. it still is just like, damn, man, how do you really think that? Like there are really people that <laughs> they're mad about you not being mad. Like it, <laughs> that's just funny to me. It, it, it's really funny. And you know, the, the cultural differences in this NBA finals, the, the playoffs have absolutely stuck, yeah. but Boston versus Golden State and like seeing Steve Kerr go to the podium in a mask and then just going to the quote tweets below and the Boston fans and the Warriors fans arguing, it's just a great highlight of America. Uh, and, I, and I've loved that too. I, I've loved just being deep in the weeds online of Warriors and Celtics fans arguing. It's been fun to me. It has been fun. It's this at least this series has been like I guess I don't know, like not not quite decent games. But I think they've been much more interesting than most of the blowouts. better. Yeah. Uh, better, yeah. And and I think the dynamics are always different. So um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, any, anything else before we get this started and 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 talk about talk about a little bit of Louisville athletics. Yeah, we can talk Louisville athletics. Uh, um, any 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 notes to drop real quick on the city of Louisville of something that's happened recently, besides Forecastle, which we could probably talk about at a could, separate time. Which I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to go because I was going to yeah. New York the next weekend. But yeah. um, like the city of Louisville itself, I will say I talked I, I went in and got a few drinks with a buddy who uh, lives in the Deer Park neighborhood. Uh, have you kept up with any of the things, the, the, the bike lane deer park? A little bit. It it seems like that's the prevailing conversation across the city of Louisville. So, um, yeah. What, what's going on with, with deer park and the bike lanes? Well, if you're, if you're unaware, there's been quite a few articles, um, a a group, uh, called streets for people. Um, and I'm I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to butcher like this, uh, a few of these details. So apologies. Cause I know some of those guys do listen to pod, um, you know, streets for people, suggested that um, they create a protected bike lane, um, which means like kind of separated from the, you know, separated by a bunch of like standing uh, curbs was what they call them. Like kind right. of those markers along, I believe Norris. And I don't remember the Douglas Boulevard, Norris place and Douglas Boulevard. So like, and it's deer park. So like the stretch past shenanigans um, past, you know, a bunch of the like area where a lot of Bellarmine folks live and, and, and such. So, you know, it, it will connect to a part of right next to Taylor, uh, Taylor park, no Tyler park, right. Taylor park, mm-hmm. right. next yeah. to Tyler park is the only area in the city that has this type of bike lane. So, and, and I've seen right, it. I know what yeah, you're talking it's, about. It's nice. It's really nice. It's great for folks. You know, even if you're walking, not even just a bike lane, um, it's kind of an all pedestrian type of path, all different, you know, mobility, seeing people on scooters, right. seeing all kinds of stuff. So they suggested that this would be a good location to extend that. And like did, um, I don't know how they, how they did the math, but you know, found that about 50%, only about 50% of the parking kind of availability. Oh, yeah. I, is I, have, I have read about this because it's a parking. Yeah. Okay. So they suggested this brought it to, I, I, I forget what's her name. Casey Chambers Armstrong, I think is the, is the Metro council. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. This is not like official in any way, shape or form. The city hasn't like said, let's do this hasn't per, like, you know, uh, signed on to wanting to try and get it done. Just these guys is like, let's just, you know, I think we think this would be good. And they planned it out and are bringing it to the city themselves. And mm-hmm. the backlash as is with any of these types of things from uh, the not in my neighborhood folks, um, <laughs> the not in my backyard folks, the NIMBYs um, is, was instant. And the best part of it, no matter what you believe, it, even if you're like, Oh, I'm tired of bike lanes. 
the fact that they had signs out in these people's houses that said keep beautiful parking was like it's just like one of the <laughs> funniest things I've, I've sincerely ever heard like even if you hate bikes if you like hate bikers like you just gotta laugh at that it's, it's fucking hilarious might be one of the most lovable things ever one of the most lovable things ever like really really up there with the with the uh the top golf folks from Hertzborn. um the google fiber story is still criminally underrated but I, 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 I that's digress. probably the best all time yeah. Like yeah. just wildest, uh, you know, there's still some of those, those mini, those mini chasms out in the street. Shout out to those guys. Um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, my buddy lives right around the corner from shenanigans and he was like, you know, he's, he's a progressive guy. Uh, he, he likes riding his bike, he used to ride his bike to work and, and take the truck to work all the time and mm-hmm. uh, does that a little bit less. So has a kid now. I, was like, yeah, I love that riding your bike's progressive. <laughs> well, if you're riding your bike more than just leisurely, I do feel like that. I feel like, yeah, I know you may be, you may be right. I just love that. It is. Um, so he was like, you know, I kind of get both angles and, you know, we both, uh, we realized there was like a big, um, you know, a, a big meeting that happened again. None of this is, none of this is like, even like, like an actual option by the city to do. They're just suggesting right. it. And it was like, it was like, it was like top golf all over again. It was like two sides of people, uh, a, a lot of angry older people, mostly older people. Uh, and then a lot of like younger folks who, you know, are bike ride, you know, are, are cyclists and pedestrians or just kind of care about that, you know, that stuff and, and wanting to do it. So um, people don't want to build stuff like that, Chris, which is, it's fine. I, it's I, fun. I get some of the arguments against the the one argument I did get against was suggested by someone who was actually my teacher at manual. And she was like, I ride my bike to work all the time whenever I can, but I would rather like this money be used for like different, for more infrastructure and more places, which is, I think the most legitimate part. Like if you want to add more bike lanes in other parts, but the money's, the money's going to get used for none of that is the whole problem. (laughs) So like, I'll just say that <laughs> it's going to be used for absolute bullshit. So just use it for something like, like that. I but, it's really interesting. I don't know. What, what's the next, is there, is there another progression of the story or is I it just like these people are going to be mad and nothing's going to happen? I don't know what's next. I would wager that that is probably the most likely outcome. I think there's probably like a 30, 40% chance that it happens, you know, maybe 25. Um, okay. But I think it's, uh, I, you know, I, I think I'm online a lot. I'm on Twitter a lot. So like there's definitely, it's definitely louder on Twitter than it probably is in like people's backyards. But I do, I do get the sense that there is starting to be movement of people in that COVID and like spending time outside more often, like got people to like want to care about this a little more or make it easier for things to happen outside. Did COVID stop climate change? New York (laughs) times opinion. (laughs) The pitch bot, the pitch bot. Yeah, is no, is no, out yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's fun though. I'm glad you brought that up. That's yes. something I have to keep a little bit more of a closer eye on because I've saw the headlines, but I haven't read enough about it. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. That's for sure. <laughs> um, any, anything else city for you before we, we hop into the athletics front? No, man, let's get going. Let's go. Uh, let's hear that beautiful intro. It's been too long. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. And we're back. Chris, uh, the biggest thing that's happened since the last time we spoke on microphone, uh, Kenny Payne was hired. 
uh, fully. Yes. We, we knew he was hired. He had his introduction the day after we recorded. Um, he's added a full staff. He's made some changes. Some names have come in. Some names have come out. And we stand at this really interesting place, Chris, where um, I think you and I and pretty much every Louisville fan knows um, Louisville probably needs some more. This roster needs needs a little bit more oomph. As it stands right now, I think we're 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 not quite looking at a team that I would feel very very confident is playing in the NCAA tournament next year. Uh, where where are you at with things? And and we can jump into some of the topics du jour and some of the 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 names that have been floating around after that. No, I totally agree with that. It, it is funny to kind of think about if the situation was reversed, if Louisville had a bunch of guards and they were needing bigs, if you would feel comfortable with that team making the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. just kind of goes to show you how how much, you know, the tournament and college basketball as a whole is so guard oriented. Uh, something to think about that I've thought about a lot. Right. But, you know, some of the additions been happy with. Um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has been, I guess, the only one. And am I missing someone? Um, that's been the only one. Obviously, you've got everybody that, you yeah. wanted to come back uh, pretty much. Jay the Withers, uh, L. Ellis, Sidney Curry, all returning. Um, Sam Williamson would be the probably most notable name leaving. Totally, I yeah. saw him this morning on a flirting with the second round of an NBA mock draft. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but that's something fun. It'll be interesting to see if he kind of is able to reinvent himself at SMU because that is a, you know, borderline good program usually flirt with the NCAA tournament sometimes flirt with the top 25 so that is something to watch there but as this roster stands no I totally feel the same way you got a lot of question marks you have what you think should be a fairly dominant front court especially if you get Jalen Withers to kind of return to back to what you think he is right right did make some leaps towards the end of the season but obviously for 80 percent of the season didn't even look like a real basketball player um it was very bad but you know a lot going on it, it seems like more and more if you read or if you ask someone you can find someone to shit on Mac and and hear about it just how bad it was and that we never really knew and um yeah, so it, it kind of causes you to reevaluate all your analysis of what you thought you knew, I guess. Of course. Of everything. Uh, and not just how you viewed that situation, but you're probably going to be more hesitant on things going forward because of, you know, I I heard someone talking about it this morning with, I want to credit them, but I can't remember who it was. They were on ESPN 680, and I'm sorry if I can't remember you if you're listening. But they were talking about how, the locker room thing and closing off the locker room thing was a big deal. And it should have been treated as a big deal because you weren't able to make these intimate relationships with players and you weren't able to get really honest responses. We saw that like that moment with Malik Williams where it was like, God damn, this is really bad with Mac. Exactly. And, but that was like an all like exorcist of truth coming out all at once. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know, something like closing the locker rooms does kind of show you that there were a lot of things around the program that didn't get out about how bad it was. And now things are really secretive around the program still. And it, it seems like it's a little bit more of a positive thing now. So I'm, I'm, I'm jumping all around here, but there's been a lot that that's happened. We've missed um, a lot. Please uh, uh, dump, dump out, dump out the thoughts, the takes. <laughs> the, the secretism of Kenny Payne is fun. But it also is like one of those things to where you still feel a little snake bitten because there were so much bad things going on behind the scenes last year in the past few years. It's just like, 
okay, like, this is cool. I do like, you know, Matt Jones or someone else not reporting everything that happens, but there's also this small part in the back of your head that what's going on here. Is it like, is it all good or, or are there bad things happening? I, I, I'm not sure that I blindly just, Kenny Payne's going to say, trust me. And I need to trust you. Like dog, you still have to earn that exactly. to me. Exactly. I mean, you, you played at UofL and I respect that. And I respect the people you hired and I respect your contributions to the program, but this is a different story. So I, I like this. What's been bothering me lately is there's just this whole thing on Twitter where anytime there's any question of Kenny Payne, you get like 20 people backlashing you and calling you names and stuff like that. And I'm like, dog, like Rick Patino was a hall of fame coach and he was criticized every game and second guess all the time. Like this is Louisville basketball. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whether you do it or not, even if the criticism is valid, you're going to hear it. I, I don't care who you are. Phil Jackson can be here, and that's just the way it's going to be. This program is huge. It's a big program. You're going to have to deal with that. And one more thing, and I'll, and I'll let Please. you go because I'm talking no, a lot here. But no, I, I'm, I'm like, good. there's this seismic shift to where it's it's all or nothing. Like I can be completely scared about the guard situation, right. and also be stupid excited about the Kenny Payne air. Like it's not. I, I don't have to be all in one way or the other. Completely agree. I am super excited that this dude's a developer of bigs and he's got three guys that can absolutely ball. You can look at all three of these absolutely. guys and say they could be NBA first rounders absolutely. if things went perfectly. You could say that if you want to. You can also say that they could, none of them could pan out. I mean, you don't know. I'm excited about that, but I'm also looking at Al Ellis, who, I mean, he had a few games this year where he shot the lights out three point Michigan State. He had that barrage, it was crazy. There's a game in, in the ACC tournament where it's crazy, but you're also looking at this team and saying there's no shooters. Mm-hmm. Teams can just sag off them, pack down the paint, and it's over. And that's a legit concern in the ACC. So that that's kind of the way I'm feeling right now. I I, th- I, I you know definitely agree with all that. I want to touch on the point that you said it's like you have to be all or nothing. Like if you yeah. say any kind of criticism. Um, like, it's just, I'm not, not to be like, oh, that's Twitter culture. Or that's like what social media has done to us, but it, it definitely does. I, I, we have to contain multitudes and we've talked about it. We talked about it. We, we, we talked about it with football, especially with criticism, Scott Satterfield and, 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 you know, what, you know, where we are with things. And um, I, I'm, I, like you said, I'm really excited about what Kenny Payne is going to do with the bigs. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm also really excited to see how L. Ellis does working with a guy who's in the lead guard he has a guard you know history behind him um, and nolan, and nolan smith, smith. You know I mean? yeah, yeah nolan smith um i'm very uh, we loved ls last season I'm, I'm interested in seeing what he can do with with competent coaching with a, with a, with a, with a stable coaching stable around him if that makes any sense of platform sure. um but I'm so concerned. I, I'm, I'm really concerned about guard depth. And I, I literally, I've been joking with folks, folks, we know folks, you know, um, you know, what we're going to mention, we're going to talk a little bit about Dior and, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'll take anyone with a pulse that's been a four or five star before at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't care as oh, well. What about his transcripts, dude? I do not care. I do not care. <laughs> we need another guard. We need another top level guard. And, and, and it really, like I was willing to sit back in the past few weeks Um, most of the misses that Louisville had on guys, I was all right with, 
I was, you know, you know, um, I, I can, I'm trying to go back and think of yeah, Malachi Smith. You got Therese Hunter. You Therese got Hunter, those guys, those, who did yeah. we lose them to? We lost them to what Gonzaga and I think Texas. Is that correct? Correct. And then who I'm was okay the kid that there was Mosley? Is Mosley the other one? Mosley. Mosley was Mosley. the one because he's going to what? Missouri. I was like, eh. yeah, Missouri. I was like, oh, I don't love that. I, I, I understand. I understand it with Gonzaga for sure. I understand it with Texas where Texas is, you know, they're, they, they want to be a contender this year. They, they, they want to kind of be in that, that top 25 and hover in that space th- this year. Um, you know, I, I can understand it. If someone comes up to Kenny Payne and says, are you going to play in the NCAA tournament this year? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be allowed to play? And he knowing the Kenny Payne that we have seen in these press conferences, he's going to say, I cannot guarantee that to you. He's going to say mm-hmm. to a kid straight up to their face, I cannot guarantee that to you. I believe that. And I think, um, I think, and, and, and I, I, I was not one that was, you know, Chris Mack has this excuse of the tournament. Like I was somewhat sympathetic, but that was not something I was going out and saying, Oh, Chris Mack can't recruit because of this. I just thought he just didn't have the guys to close those, those doors. Um, it, it, I, I just see Kenny Payne as the type of guy who's going to be up front. And I, I do think, I do think that probably does play some difference, especially when you're dealing with a Gonzaga going up against you uh, or, or, you know, teams that are already kind of established in this top 25 for this next coming season. Um, I just, I, I think it's kind of funny because not only like, are we at this generational shift for local fans of, you know, a style of way a program is going to be run, whereas you're recruiting in a different area and things like that. And the guys are going to be going after obviously, right. like, can you pay? but you're also in a generational shift for college basketball where you have to reassess every Exactly. Like what, what means more to players? Is it NIL? Is it NCAA tournament? Not, I mean, anymore losing a player to a, a team like Texas isn't such of a big deal because of the NEL money they had. Whereas five years ago, you're losing players to Texas. It may have been more of a concern. Losing player to Missouri is a little bit eye-opening, but again, NIL changes everything. And even like, and to that point, I think, being in the NCAA tournament doesn't become necessarily secondary because I know a lot of fans of college basketball wouldn't want to hear that. And I don't want to hear that, but it does become less of an excuse. I feel like, um, I mean, especially when you, obviously the common layup take is, especially when we look at these programs like Kansas and, and North Carolina or Arizona or any of these places that have had issues and are still getting elite talent. It, you know, it, it wasn't an issue for them. Why is Louisville any different? I, I do think the situation with Louisville being the headline of all that makes them different. Exactly. But I, also with, you know, like NIL and, and where we're at, I think it becomes less of a, of a discussion. You just have to, we have to rewire a little bit the way we think is guess what I'm saying. No, I, I it, we're st- and we're still trying to figure it out. Like the way it mm-hmm. is right now, we just yeah, had this announcement. Trying to figure out expectations exactly. as a whole, I feel like. We, we just had this announcement of this new 502 circle, which to be quite honest, I didn't do a ton of, of, of reading on, but it's not even the only kind of, what do they call them? NIL consortium or conglomerate, whatever the name that they've picked. Good way to put it. Um, you know, it, it, I, I've heard of a different one that's getting together and, 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 and trying to put a, a ton of money into Louisville athletics over the next 12 months. So uh, there's a lot of guys trying to put a lot of money together to, to, to help out these programs in an NIL fashion. So we'll definitely see what happens on that front. And like, uh, that could be completely different in 12 months. It was a wild West in a, such a unique way. Um, but, you know, I, I guess where we are, Chris is, is, you know, like you said, 
Kenny Payne has been incredibly silent, so silent in a different way than Chris Max silent was um, mm-hmm. silent in a way that I'm, I'm, I'm still like leaning towards is okay or good with me. Um, but there are, can I ask you like, something like, about that? You can go ahead and finish. You, no, no, you no. finish your, I, I didn't mean to run over you like that. You didn't, you didn't. I'm just, I'm just saying it. it's, there's a little part of me that's kind of like, it's too quiet. Like it's too quiet in a bad way, not too quiet in a good way. You know, not, what do you, where do, do you stand on him thinking that he owes that to the fans to let them know what's going on? Especially since he's a he's a alum of the program, what amount does he owe to speak and say this is what we're doing? Because I don't even know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. And, and also, I do wonder like we're still he's been in the shop for three months now, right? Or mm-hmm. two months. It's been just two months he's been in the shop. So, so where are we? Where in in October is he gonna every every Wednesday do the, do yeah. the show is do uh, uh, whose, whose name is on the tip of my tongue. You know, he's going to do something, you know, Paul Rogers, not, not even Paul Rogers. Who, who, who do we always joke about who um, Jody Dimon? No, who's been negative and former U of L player. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Eves. Eves. Yeah. Yeah. What I bet yeah. you he does Eves. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to do <laughs> in my weekly interview is going to be Eves. Like I'll do those, like those silly radio shows with Paul Rogers at tumbleweed. But my, Every Wednesday, I'm going to do Eves at noon. You know? I mean, I'd like to get a, I'd like to get a timeline of hiring a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> we need I mean, one. We need one. Um, I, I, I'm sure those guys on the staff are all pretty fit and knowing Smith, and, and I'm sure they know what they need to do. But it would be nice to have a guy that's like specialized in that on the staff right now during the summer. You know, um, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? Because I mean, there are some guys like Sidney Curry, and they're probably only Hatfield that aren't you know, could stand up in a little bit more physical shape, but, but to answer your question, stuff like that, just, you know, it just annoys you a little bit. We just don't know. We just, we just don't know. And, and I'm still, I'm coming out of the honeymoon phase of being okay with not (laughs) is if, if I think that's the best description is um, I wish I knew a little bit more than I do. And things are going to change. And once the guys are going through the process, your, your, you know, your reporters, your Crawfords, your, you know, you know, Jeff Greer's of the world are going to get, they're going to get the sources. They're going to spend more time with the staff and they're going to get the text messages and the things that they can say and the things they can only hint about. Uh, It's not like, it's not like one of those things I feel like I owe me personally is owed something. Right. But as a collective, season ticket holders, obviously donors are probably more privy to more information than us, but just as a collective, as a fan base, I, I still am kind of juggling on where I feel about what information do we deserve to know? And what is like, okay, you're doing your thing because like with Rick, there were so many people within his circle that were media people. You were going to get what needed to be out there and exactly. what they felt needed to be out there. And you're also going to get a little bit of stuff that didn't need to be out there, unfortunately. But I don't know. I'm still, that's something I'm definitely grappling with. That's a good, good topic to bring up because that is something unique to Kenny Payne that we've probably not had at Louisville ever, especially Louisville basketball, especially, you know, a, a, a program that so many in the community view as their own. Exactly. Like that's, that's my team. You know, it, yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, no, I, I'm, 
I definitely wanted to be also like, you know, not, not knocking anybody, you know, I, I, I wanted that like paradigm to also not be the, like the 2004 paradigm, right. The, 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 mm-hmm. the, the message board paradigm. Um, so it, it's kind of like, that's like another part of it. And that's like totally like ethics and sports journalism, like one Oh one. Um, because I do, I want this team. I do want the ownership people to feel ownership. But I don't want the same people who feel like they're the owners of the team in the last, I, I want a different group of people. I want a more diverse and open community of people who feel ownership of this team. And I, I just that bring, was, we'll, bring it up. I mean, the, I want more, I want people of, of, of all the people who have been sitting in the lower level of I, that's center, exactly where I was going. You bring it all full I circle to the culture those, shift. I don't yeah. want those to be the only people who feel ownership over this, over this, over this team. And I believe, I still believe we're it's, it's, it's June the 10th. We are not, you know, we're not anywhere near to a season. Um, yep. You know, November. I want to see, I want to see other people be involved in, in this. I'm actually going to this, like a, a season ticket holder um, meet and greet with, with Kenny Payne in a few weeks that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for and, and going to re- really interested to see who shows up and what, what it looks like and what he says. And he's going to talk us through and I might get to talk to him for probably five seconds. Um, yeah, because it's, <laughs> it, it feels like it's, it's definitely been a return to, you know, bringing people in around the program, obviously all these former coaches are involved, these former staff members are involved, but it also feels like that, that connection hasn't been made full circle with the fan base yet now. Yeah. Which I think we'll get there. I think, which is like, yeah, there's no reason it shouldn't get there, but it is interesting that it just kind of feel isolated for the moment. I mean, he, he, he went to the, he went to the baseball games, which I, I I thought was cool, which I don't know. That's always like, that's always like easy stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Dior Johnson? Do you want to talk about anything yeah. particular? You can bitch and bitch about Dior Johnson. I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, all these, all, all these, all these Lowell fans were suddenly too good for, for Dior Johnson because of his, his, his transcript issues or his high school history or these things like good enough for Jim Bayham, good enough for Dana Altman, good enough to go to those programs, but not good enough for a, for a roster that needs a bunch of playing time. That has a bunch of playing time available. I, yeah. What do you know about what, what can you tell us? You know, people come to us for the scoop sometimes, Chris, what, what can you tell us about Dior Johnson's situation? You did a little bit of private investigating this morning. <laughs> um, I, I think that if things work out, he will be a Cardinal. That would be my prediction. I would go. If there wasn't all these isolated things around him going on, I would feel like nine out of 10 confident with them going on. It's like, a six and a half out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the big story, other, the only, other the only coach that's being followed on Instagram is Nolan, Nolan Smith, Smith and the rest are all from Oregon. And so, he has the Oregon connection. We have that third guy, Josh, mm-hmm. Josh Jameson, right. You know, mm-hmm. um, so he decommitted from Oregon. Um, correct. obviously decommitted from Syracuse previously. And like, I don't know. I'm just really laughing about, everyone that feels like adding him is going to be this disaster. If it doesn't work out, like guys, we've done this with Shane Bahannon. It worked out (laughs) to a pretty good degree. You did it with Chris Jones 
didn't work out as much there. You even really did it with Terry Rozier. I mean, the guy did yeah. stay an extra year. That that whole situation at Hargrave was pretty hairy with him for a while. It was wild. He should have won um, the title. He should have been. A yeah, and team. he looking back now, Terry Rozier is a top ten player that I've seen play at the Louisville basketball. Like looking back with you know obviously his professional career and 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 having the privilege of seeing all that, but. It's just so funny to me that there's this call to arms amongst a few different Lola fans that are like, we shouldn't be taking a risk on this guy. Like you're, you're messing up the chemistry of a national title contender. Like, give me a break. Yeah. This dude balls. Yeah. Don't worry. I mean, chef gift of throwing stuff into the kitchen, seeing if it catches on fire. That's, that's how I feel. Throw a money. Throw these guys in here. If it doesn't work, is it a disaster? That's fine. It's your one. If it does work, who knows what happens? Yeah. I mean, like the dude's really good. It's never been a question. I've talked with enough people now to know that it's never been a question of talent with him. He's as good. You see a Darren, Darren Fox, like, comp and you can see that in his game got really crazy dribbling um really quick things like that it's never been a issue of talent with him mm-hmm. so if you're hiring a guy in Kenny Payne who all these players to his best attribute as a coach is connecting with players you feel pretty good about getting that talent out and keeping his head on straight um so that's my strongest like opinion out of the gate is these people that have the questions about his history, I, I simply do not care. <laughs> I simply do not care. I respect it. Uh, no, you know, um, I, I, like I said with you earlier, I am at the point where I'm just very ready. Just bring a guard in, bring bring a guard that has some pedigree in. Like when we were thinking about Courtney Ramey, I was like, that's not, that's not good enough for me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, and, and it ended up not turning out. Talk about a guy that, that, that I think was, I don't know how far they kicked the, the cans down the road on, on Ramey. Yeah. I still don't think it's fully done, but it seems that way. Yeah. It seems that way for sure. So I, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 Dior Johnson, let's, let's see it. I, I'm still, we haven't heard anything official about him, but, um, I think there's enough circumstantial evidence that he should be considered, you know, a, a target, at least an option. Uh, for I mean, I can, I can tell you a hundred percent that Lowell's definitely okay. in on them. Okay. I mean, they've, I, that's I can why you come to this podcast that, folks. That's why you know, <laughs> the haters and losers of which there are many, this is, uh, is why you come, come to what high school um, we've, we've just got to be careful. I do feel like one thing of putting these blanket statements on high schoolers that you've never you don't know anything about their situation. Like sure. He's been to six or seven schools, but a lot of those were prep schools. Mm. This dude has 500,000 followers on Instagram and he lives in California. There are probably a little bit more external factors surrounding his decisions in his life than you and I. Yeah. So I just, it's like, maybe not callous is the word, but I just think it's a little ridiculous of someone to say, Oh, that dude's got issues. Maybe he does, but you don't know that based upon how many high schools he's been to. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, there's also this part to where some of this stuff, if it doesn't have substance, real substance on the floor, that's okay too. Because again, this guy has 500,000 followers on Instagram and that matters today in 2022. <laughs> like he's been... You go to his, his Instagram. He's followed by Kevin Durant, like guys like that. There are respected players like that that are commenting and 
interacting with him on a daily basis. He's got swag, Chris. You can't, you, you can't deny the kids got swag. His name's Dior. His name's Dior. Get, bring on yeah, the Christian Dior. If he didn't play basketball, that would have been just a disaster. I mean, that's, or baseball. That'd be a great name. For Dior Johnson's an elite baseball name. It's almost, it is a better baseball name than it is basketball. Yeah, I, think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's I'll a little shortstop. That for a shortstop or, or like a outfielder, like a center fielder. Yeah. Um, Dior but that's like where I talk about, I don't know. I'm going to sound like I'm like being ages and all that stuff. Don't, so I'm don't not even going like to go to go to the route. It's just, we're in a new world, man. Some stuff where it may feel superficial is not superficial. I've talked about a lot about how Louisville getting DJ Wagner, some of his contributions on the quarter are almost secondary to what that would mean. Completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the same thing. Here. I mean, DJ Wagner, you know, obviously number one player in class, uh, it really, really, really good. Um, but I think just like culturally wise, like that's just like an F you to, 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 to Kentucky, yeah. you know, like it, even if he sucks or just like the, the, <laughs> the, the dub that you're just like John Calipari is just like, just a big middle finger to him. Even the rivalry out of the way, like because of social media and like, I mean, I'm very into social media, but kids now are even more kids now. Kids now are even more into social media. And they they see a DJ Wagner posting stuff on Louisville gear. That dude's going to Louisville. Yeah. That dude's going to Louisville. I I, I need to check that out. Kenny Payne's got it going on. Exactly. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 just as simple as that for me. Like, and in the world of NIL, that matters even more. It's like we talked about. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, that's what I I I wrote this like blog about just you know, having LeBron James and Jay-Z associated with Kentucky basketball and what that meant for, for Cal in the, in the late thousands, early tens. I, I feel like you're that the perfect the person vibe, to have man. this discussion about that was the vibe, background. Bro. Yeah, that was the vibe. That was, that was, it, it mattered. Daisy was sitting, he was wearing blue sitting courtside at a U of L Kentucky game yeah. with hanging out with Cal before and after the game. That mattered. That mattered. And it mattered. And, it, you know, obviously that wouldn't matter in 2022, you know, with because like Jay-Z, who's that guy? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that did some songs with Kanye once. Like, that's what they got, you know? So, but do you, the Jack Harlow thing matters, dude. Like, like to, to bring it to today, like that, like if you're older and you're like, oh, what does this really mean? And no matter what you think about, you know, if, if you're like, that's just, that's just some random rapper. Um, it matters, dude. It's like, it's, it's the connections, like throwing the L's up, got Drake in a song, throwing L's up. Right. That matters, dude. That matters. That's it's the vibe. It's, it's, you know, you know, I'm all about vibes, all about narrative, you know, that's, that's who I am. And, and if you don't think that doesn't matter, I don't know what to tell you anymore. I think we, we've, we've done this long enough that you should know that it matters. (laughs) Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just, again, I, I have to kind of reset myself a few times just to remember that where we are now and where we don't know, still don't know where this is headed and what kids are going to value, but it certainly seems like name recognition and branding and these things that you're talking about have always been important, but they're going to be much more important than they've ever been. Completely agree. Completely agree. So, um, any anything else? Bates, we're still waiting on Imani Bates to to make a final decision. But you know, it, it yeah, I mean, like it, still in the hunt on that. 
seems like Louisville's been at the front and they've stayed at the front and nothing's really changed to that. Tomorrow, Monty Bates could wake up and Saturday wants to go to the G League and <laughs> that could be done with. Um, so you never know. It, it, it kind of circles around to like all these people saying, you know, Kenny being secretive and, and, and things like that. But it's about time to start figuring some stuff out for sure. So definitely, definitely. we're waiting on that. And I would expect two weeks, something okay. like that. Yeah, he was. He said he was going to shoot for for mid June, but they're they're going to get a guy next week. Um, I can say that pretty strongly. I'm not going to say who it is, but they're going to get a guy next week. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. there'll be. There's plenty to talk about. We'll have everything all, um, you know, definitely all weekend long. Um, Speaking of recruiting momentum, uh, <laughs> we, we, we got to head down. We got to rebranding, rebranding. We got to head down the street a little bit. We got to take things down to Boone. We got to, um, Sats got Sats on a roll. Sats on a roll. And, and, and as the, as the, the, the captain, the coxswain, uh, <laughs> the navigator of the fire sat express, the, the, the cruise line, um, he's on a roll. He, he's on an absolute roll. He's on an absolute tear. Um, you know, there was a Keith Wynn tweet that, you know, there's five recruits that if they get, you know, these five top targets to come to campus, they would be instantly in the top 10 of all time. Best recruits to come to Louisville. I, I'm forgetting. It doesn't even feel real. It, it, it doesn't feel real. The, the Louisville to the California to Louisville express um, is real is absolutely real that, you know, they just brought in, um, they, the young, right. His last name's young. I'm pulling it up and I'm not doing it fast enough. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry, Deandre Moore, uh, Deandre Moore jr. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver from Los Alamitos, California. Um, same, they, same high school, same high school. Uh, well, you know, Clarkson, you know, had another bump. Um, it looks like they're closing in on this, on this running back kid. And yep. like Texas fans are like incredibly like, freaking out about him. Uh, Ruben Owens from El Campo, Texas. Uh, he's, you know, five star, you know, there's still dude's an absolute dude. Dude's an absolute baller. Like he still, yes. Still he's really talking good to John T. Cook. Um, another, uh, you know, another receiver. Um, where, where are you with this? How do you, even, how do you even talk about that? I don't know. Like, is this a mirage? Where did this come from? What are you feeling? It's crazy. It's insane to me. Um, again, just had this discussion. Um, we're, we're reevaluating in college athletics where everyone stands in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. And Louisville has an opportunity to put their place wherever they want it at the table. So does Kentucky. So do all these schools. Right. And Louisville right now, Scott Satterfield is taking advantage of this because of Pierce Clarkson's dad being, having the Adidas connections. Obviously Courier journals wrote that story. Um, Kentucky sports radio wrote that story, which I really appreciate (laughs) them giving Louisville football some more pub, especially to Kentucky recruits that may be reading some of those articles. Exactly. Very kind of, you know, very kind Um, of uh, Louisville sports radio.com. Yeah. Um, So Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as that. You you don't really know how to kind of talk about it because it's all just these new waters. Exactly. Um, I, I think Louisville's doing a really good job, obviously, in NIL, or these things probably wouldn't be happening. And 
I think that Sat is able in a unique situation right now where he's able to sell a lot of playing time to a lot of these guys, but also couple it with NIL deals that can kind of compete with some of the big boys. And that's a pretty sweet spot to be in, you know, because Alabama, Texas, Georgia, you even go down a little bit to maybe a school like Mississippi State, some of these guys they battle with they aren't able to sell that day one playing time, probably to the degree right. that Louisville's selling it. So I don't know if it's going to be sustainable, but again, some of that doesn't really matter because if you make it work now, you just roll that momentum going forward. I mean, what happened with Charlie Strong and Louisville is they got Teddy Bridgewater, well, they got Eli Rogers, and then they got Teddy Bridgewater, then they got all these guys from Southern Florida, and it, it, it kind of just snowballed. And they probably had you can make arguments about if they were the best global team, but the team that won the sugar bowl was probably the most talented team. That's kind of exactly. what it all culminated in um, is one of those connections. And you're trying to rate the same thing out here. The thing that's unique about this situation that makes it even more impressive is USC just made a big time coaching high. Yep. And they're pulling these guys out from California. At the same time, that's happening. So that that opens my eyes a little more and says, man, something's cooking here. Exactly. It's crazy. I, I, I don't I, like I said, I don't I don't know how to respond. I don't I, just being I'm sorry. You're, de- you're defeated. You're defeated. I, just being the sad <laughs> guy that I am and my concerns with him. And I still have concerns with him coaching. I need to see it on the field, Chris. I mm-hmm. need to see it on the field as, as excited as I am, as willing as I am to be excited about this next class. I need to see it on the field this season to like really feel hundred percent about things. Um, but there's still the part of me that's like, when's this, when's this rug going to get pulled from under me? That's yeah, because my it's, concern. it's one of those things to where, there are tons of college football programs with lots of talent that still right. widely underperform every year. It doesn't happen as much in basketball. It still happens, but there are a lot of Memphis basketballs in college football. Of course. I mean, Texas is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon has been one of those. Yeah. There are a lot of those teams that are like that. So it, you do, it does need to be backed up. And I, it's, it's so weird to think about man, like where we were three months ago. And how it feels now and how I did not think that losing to your rival in that degree and the buildup of that week where, where local fans had started to come around, you know, you can nitpick who they were, but a, a certain degree of Louisville fans came around to, to Louisville being in that game and competing in that game. And they got completely blown off the field. And not only that come out in their bowl game and completely shocked that air force could throw the ball. <laughs> that also happened too. And to completely almost erase that from memory is it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It, There's that, not that stench. Uh, that stench is gone. That stench is gone from this program right now. I, I, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. That's not what anyone's talking about. They're talking about who's next. Who's getting committed next. And, and for all intents and purposes, it seems like there's going to be other big commits soon in the next coming two weeks. It's crazy. It's I've never insane. seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. And is it sustainable? I don't know. It's it's and 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 Sat has to follow this up with a decent season for me. I think it doesn't staying, have to be. It, it doesn't have to be great though. It I just think has staying, to be. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think he's staying if they win five games. I think at this point they they can't they they have to see this through. They have to see what they can keep from this class. 
see it through. And even if it, Mm -hmm. if it turns into a slight improvement, that's, I think at this point, that's where they are. That's, I don't, feel great about that. If we get there, I have hopefully confidence that they can be a little bit better than a, 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 a seven and seven seed or a six and six season. Um, you know, I'd love to, I mean, they have that. an opportunity, they, they have an opportunity with the first two games that play Syracuse at Syracuse right. should win that game, play at UCF, probably a better team, but still kind of a coin flip game right. maybe. And then you come home and you're on national television against Florida state, maybe two and up and you'll win that game. Who knows what the hell happens? Exactly. So, so like, it's one of those things to where I'm not as much of a connoisseur of college football as I am as college basketball. So it's hard for me to find a comp mm-hmm. of someone who's built up so much equity on the recruiting front in the future where you almost say it doesn't matter what they do on the football field. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a comp for that in college basketball. And I don't know about college football. It's just, it's bewildering, man. It it is crazy. I don't think you can hammer that home enough of how nuts it is of how a guy in a city of Louisville that is so college sports centric can like, it's been a 180 of his PR image and it's all been through him. I mean, it's remarkable to me, man. Like I, I know obviously he had, you know, his father died. Um, probably affected him definitely with the lead up to the Kentucky game. Who knows how much it affected him outside of that, but it just seems like a totally different guy. And we had that, that, that sound bit bite from him almost going at Jeff Rob, which I just love so much where he was asked by Tom Lane. I think it was about how he had heard about, the Jeff Brom stuff. And he basically said, I think he's going to have to wait a few more years before he comes back. I, that best Swag, thing Scott swaggy Satterfield's sat, done. Man. Swaggy sat. Yeah. Let's, let's see it on the field. I, like I said, I, I, I'm good. I'm great with this. I'm at the point where I, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. And, uh, you know, we can go from there and um, we'll, 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 we'll see where this momentum's going because there's going to be more recruits. Like I said, it seems like it seems like they're going to close on this running back kid or, or that Sanker. Just feel that way. It's 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 wild. All right, we can get close to wrapping this up. I want to do something real quick. No, please <laughs> give me your most positive Scott Satterfield take and your most negative Kenny Payne take. And I'll do the reverse. <laughs> uh, I think, I think he is. I, I think, I think Scott Satterfield has like completely flipped the vast majority of concerns that I've had about him against Stoops recruiting. I, I, I was so tired. I was so tired of losing dude after dude after dude in state. And now your argument against it is you say, how many kids from Kentucky are playing in the NFL right now? How many kids from California are playing in the NFL right now? Right. So like, that's your argument. Now that's your, that's your flip. He has flipped that on his head and he needed dubs. He needs dubs against Stoops and he's probably not going to get one this year, but he needs dubs against Stoops in any way, shape or form. And he's getting them now. He's getting them now. Okay. You take, you take the kids from Trinity high school. That's fine. You take those kids. You take the kids from Highlands. That's fine. I'll take the kids from John Bosco. Yeah. That wins. That's a win. It's a win. And I'll give you my most net negative Scott Satterfield take, and then we'll do the reverse. Okay. 
Okay. My most negative Scott Satterfield take all this recruiting has done is expose kids from California to the state of Kentucky so they can go to Kentucky football once they suck this year. Okay. That's an interesting. So they go, they, uh, they win four games this year and, and Mark Stoops sneaks in and takes the guys he wants and the rest can. That would be very funny. I would be very <laughs> funny. Funny is one way to put it. Funny is one way to put it. That would be very unfun, but um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, most positive Kenny Payne take. Um, Kenny Payne uh, is being secretive and not getting guards because DJ Wagner is going to uh, reclass and it's going to happen. Anytime. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Kenny Payne. Um, Kenny Payne is like so focused on, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have like a, like a, a regular like basketball take. We can flip it if you want. I can do the positive one. You can no, do the I'm, I, well, here, here's okay. okay. Here's like an extra take. I don't know if this could be my take. I'll let you go first after this, but here's, here's my right. basketball take. Here's a dumb, here's a take. And it's not, it's an educated guess. Um, they're, I think they're, I think they're going to put up the banner by the time it's the 10th anniversary of the, Ooh, of the I like that of the national championship. I think I, they're going to put up the banner. That's as circumstantial evidence. I've heard whispers. Um, I've heard, I've heard that some people have made it known to Josh heard that that's a priority of this. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I, th- I think that'll count. Um, so I'll do the negative one and my most negative take would be that Kenny Payne has no idea what's going on. <laughs> and the, the only reason that Danny Manning and Nolan Smith came to Louisville is because they see an opportunity to be the next head coach at Louisville. <laughs> you like do that? you believe that? <laughs> I, I do not believe that, but I'm just being as eccentric as possible. Okay. And yeah. I wasn't giving ones that I've a hundred percent. I mean, I could give you the most negative. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know. the most, the most positive sad one is that, I don't know that what they're going to win. They'll win an ACC title with, uh, with, um, you know, with Clarkson. I here. mean, it needs to be slightly realistic and I don't believe that, but that's at <laughs> least in the, in the terms of like, you know, you hire Danny Manning out of nowhere who just got out of coaching. Maybe he's just like, yeah, this guy's going to last there long. So I'll go ahead and sneak in and be that coach in waiting. I feel like that's more, I feel like that's more likely for Nolan Smith. I, <laughs> I do sincerely think, I mean, I don't know. Not, not I don't know if Nolan Smith was, was ever going to be like touted potentially to be the the coach, but I don't know. I don't know. I do absolutely love this staff. I adore this staff. Love the staff. Love the staff. We'll, we'll I mean, we see what happens. Haven't talked at all about Milt, but. What a hilarious, sorry. like, is that a dude? <laughs> I just, I just saw the message pop up in discord that I just, I just had to laugh at. And it says it's Chris Mack still promoting Planet Fitness around Milt. So, so. <laughs> And I have no idea. That's a really good question. I don't know. Is um, a few, a few final notes. We, you know, summer's here where I don't have it in front of me, how close <laughs> we are to the hundredth episode is going to be the oceans 11 episode, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Not even a question. And then we're also, I think we have maybe one more episode after this before hundred. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll pod in the next week or so. Um, 
well, once, once this basketball roster is finalized, let's shoot for that. And then we are talking, we are in the early, early stages of doing a live show. We're going to try and do a live show this summer. Um, yeah. get, get the homies out, get the squad out, get probably some weird guest. Um, we'll do a live show this summer. That's my, like, I'm looking forward to it. that's my 60% promise. That's my 60% <laughs> lock in uh, thing that's going to happen. Um, and we're going to watch Louisville baseball tonight. We didn't even talk. We, I don't pretend to be an expert in little baseball. I just have hot. Time. I just love watching. I don't love this time of year. Like I, um, I, I, I'm totally a fake Louisville baseball fan where I insane. don't, don't watch until the ACC CC tournament, but I absolutely love it. So I feel like that's okay. And it looks like they got moved while we've been on, while we've been recording this, they moved the game over to ESPN, which is awesome. It is no longer an ESPN. U. It's not going to be on ESPN. Um, I think they can pull it out. Obviously. I mean, I support the cards. I, I, I don't know enough. Texas A&M apparently really fucking good. Um, so we'll see. And maybe we'll have a, uh, I was really hoping they'd get another set of games here in town. I was obviously out of town last week and I was hoping to get to a game and didn't obviously didn't work out. So is what it is. Um, any final words, Chris? I don't know if there's any way you can do this, but I, maybe it's something we can chew on um, to end the show. And maybe we could send out like a poll uh, and see yeah. if people will answer it. Um, more likely Scott Satterfield wins seven games or Louisville gets to the NCAA tournament. Maybe say eight games. Cause I think seven's very attainable. Okay. More, mm-hmm. more likely Scott Satterfield wins eight games or Louisville gets a birth to the NCAA tournament. I think that's a Let's great. Let's say Louisville wins a game in the NCAA tournament. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's, I think fair. that's fair. And I'll think, uh, I'll think about that. Then we can discuss it. And, um, we can start our next podcast in seven months on that. <laughs> it was only two months. Little, it's only been two just, months. Just a little joke there. It's only been two months. Um, thanks as always, Chris. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. I uh, hope you're enjoying your summer. Um, we will see you out there. We will talk to you next time. Go cards. Mm-hmm.